Hey ladies, and welcome to the She Seeks Truth podcast, where life-changing conversations and detailed studies through the most important book ever written happen weekly. We are kicking off season one with a series called Faith and Provision, harnessing faith to see the miracle. We are unfolding the remarkable faith of our favorite Bible characters and discovering how their faith invited God to show up in radical ways. Come on, grab your Bible, get cozy, and stay a while. Today's lesson begins with the most iconic Bible character outside of Jesus, of course. Whether you've grown up in the church or never stepped foot in one, I know you know his name. You've seen his face on coffee mugs, church nursery themes, baby blankets, murals, movies, TV series, books, and so much more. In fact, the largest water park in the U.S. is actually named after him. Noah and his ark. So we've heard his story. The people of the world have become increasingly wicked. God decides to send a flood to wipe out the entire world. However, one man, Noah, found favor in the Lord. So God told him to build a boat, gather two of every kind of animal, and Noah did just as he commanded. After several days of rain, Noah, his family, and the animals were able to return to land. God set a rainbow into the sky, promising Noah that he would never again flood the earth. But what is the lesson? Noah is a Bible figure illustrating for today's believers the power of the work of faith. It's not only our fellowship with God, but it's also becoming his co-worker. Hebrews 11:7 says, It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. So before we get started, I want to give a little bit of background on who Noah was. So Noah was the grandson of Methuselah, the oldest person in the Bible who died at 969 years old. In fact, there was a long-running prophecy regarding Methuselah that foretold of a flood, and he did die the year the flood occurred. Noah's father was Lamech, and Noah came into the world when his father was 182 years old. There's no record of his mother's name. However, we do know Noah was the 10th generation descendant of Adam. The Bible also tells us that Noah's name means relief or comfort, which was referring to the curse that happened in the Garden of Eden. Scripture also tells us that Noah was a farmer, which is so important to note for later. And we know that Noah lived to be 950 years old. So at the age of 480, the story of Noah and the flood plays out in Genesis 6, 1 through 1132. Over the course of history, as the earth began to populate, humans became wicked. God saw their disobedience and devised a plan that would give the human race another opportunity at obedience. The solution, a flood, wiping out all of mankind off the face of the earth except for one righteous man whom was blameless, not sinless, and found favor in God's eyes, Noah. Now this is where it starts getting exciting because we see the first miracle as it had never rained before the event. In fact, God watered the earth with water from beneath. Here we are given the first glimpse of provision as God sees his people and protects them no matter the cost. But we're also given the first glimpse of Noah's remarkable faith as Noah never once hesitated even when the thought or term of rain or a flood had never been conceived in the minds of man. Can you fathom being told to build an ark for rain which you had never seen? Now Noah built the ark for 120 years, which means God gave humans 120 years to repent from the floodwaters before they came. But as we know, God's warnings went entirely ignored. 
Now with very specific instructions, God told Noah to build an ark for him and his family in preparation for the catastrophic flood that would destroy every living thing on earth. But remember, Noah was a farmer, so imagine what was going on in his head. Have you ever felt ill-equipped for something that God calls you to do? Now, once again, we see Noah's faith as he goes from farmer to carpenter overnight in God's provision as he gives Noah everything he needs physically and mentally to complete the task. The structure of the boat was explained by God in great detail in Genesis 6:14. The Bible says the ark was to be built of gopher wood, have three stories with one door, and that the measurements were called cubits. This would have meant that the ship was about 512 feet in length. In fact, if the average size animal was the size of a sheep, the ark could have held up to 125,000 animals. It wasn't even until the late 19th century that a ship anywhere near this size was built. It was shaped like a rectangular barge, which means it would have floated low in the water, needing to have been tilted over to a 90 degree angle in order to capsize. It would have been virtually impossible to capsize. And to make matters even more miraculous, it appears Noah had no control over the vessel. So he and its contents were at the total mercy of God. So here we have an unsinkable boat being literally steered by the very hands of God. Again, a sign of Noah's faith, huge boat, no steering wheel, and God's provision as God literally makes a way for those who trust him. Have you ever felt like your life or situation was spiraling out of control? Did God provide a way? Noah was also given detailed instructions regarding the animals. I know, we've all seen the picture where every animal came onto the ship two by two by two, but in fact it was seven mated pairs of clean animals and seven mated pairs of all the birds. And what we must remember is that this was a supernatural event. So Noah wasn't out there searching the earth, lassoing up all the animals to get them on. No, God himself orchestrated for the animals to come onto the ark against their natural instincts. So, at the age of 600 years old, Noah and his family finally entered the ark. They waited for seven days before the flood began, and rain fell for a period of 40 days and 40 nights. The waters flooded the earth for 150 days, and every living thing was destroyed, including one billion people. As the waters receded, the ark came to rest on the top of a mountain, and Noah and his family continued to wait for eight more months while the earth dried. Noah released a couple of birds to help him know if it was time to leave. The first was a raven that left and returned continuously until the waters receded. Then he released the dove. The dove was sent out three times. He did not find any place to rest the first time and returned to the ark. Seven days later, the dove was sent out again and he returned with an olive branch. Another week later, Noah sent him out and he never returned. This told Noah it was time to leave. And once more, we see God's provision as he dries the earth from a supernatural flood and Noah's faith by what happens next. Finally, after an entire year, God invites Noah to come out of the ark. Immediately, Noah builds an altar, offers sacrifices, and gives thanks. This is so important because Noah didn't jump off the boat and go about his day. He immediately recognizes God's miracle and thanks him for it. And God says, but wait, there's more, and blesses Noah for his gratitude and faithfulness. God promised Noah and all of mankind never again to exterminate humans through a flood, and as a token of his promise, he made the rainbow. Do you stop and immediately praise, thank, and worship God as he provides for you? 
What a beautiful picture of our Savior. In Noah's days, people were called to turn from their sins and return to God. When they refused to enter onto the ark, they were destroyed in a flood, but God delivered His people in a radical way, just as He did by sending us His Son for those who would trust Him, delivering us from the things of this world. So how does this apply today? I've spoken to so many women in this season of our lives who have been changed by the circumstances of COVID, quarantine, and social distancing. Women feeling overwhelmed, overworked, anxious, alone, and depressed. Women who have come to realize their marriages won't weather the storm, that their jobs won't weather the storm, and perhaps their own lives will not weather the storm as depression attempts to unleash itself on their worth. But then I begin to think about that supernatural water rising from beneath the foundations in our own lives. What if God is allowing a flood? What if he's giving us a fresh start and he's telling you it's time to build your ark. It's time to let go of that toxic person. It's time to stop getting your worth from your coworkers singing your praise. It's time to place your financial, physical, emotional, and mental trust in me. Hear my praise. Let me fuel your worth. Allow me to mend the brokenness you think no one else can see. Let me make you unsinkable, a force to be reckoned with, and give me back control so I can steer you into your God-ordained destiny. But then I begin thinking about how Noah must have practiced social distancing for 120 years that he spent building the ark. And what was he doing in the meantime? Preaching the gospel. So are we willing to do the same? Are we faithful enough to spread hope, encouragement, and Christ to every corner of the earth as the floodwaters rise? And will we help others make it onto the boat? And that's my prayer for you, ladies. Father, we ask you to transform our hearts to be faithful enough to do the unheard of, to praise you in the storm, and to spread your good news. Lord, allow us to be your co-worker. Use and call us. We thank you for sending your precious son to give us the ultimate chance. Amen. I'm so glad you stuck around with us. Join us next Thursday as we discover the remarkable faith in an unlikely sacrifice and, of course, how God showed up.